Sport Radio's continuing coverage of round three of the Price Attack WNBL live from the AIS Arena as the Canberra Capitals take on the Perth Lynx. Craig Ravel joining you at courtside with Michelle Hocking. And Michelle, it is going to be an interesting game because Perth are no longer the easy beat. They might be 0-3, but they have world champions, former Capitals and former championship Capitals all on their roster and, in fact, are a genuine side this year with Carla Boyd, Melissa Marsh and... Uh, uh, sorry, not Carla Boyd, Christina Boyd and, uh, and uh, Marsh all coming back for another go-round in the WNBL. That's right. I mean, Perth last season were probably the easy beats of the league along with uh, probably the AIS. Um, but picking up Carly Wilson in the off-season was a huge coup for the uh, Perth Lynx and... Um, you know, it's unfortunate that tonight they don't have Deanna Smith in the in the team. She really did a great job last season for the Perth Lynx. She's out injured, I believe, first couple of games of this season. So, but that's right. They've got a well-rounded group this year, and if they can manage to keep this group on the floor for a couple of seasons, you know, they will be one of the I wouldn't say probably a force in the league, but they'll be a very competitive outfit. They have him been improving. Coach Paul O'Brien has been a, such a determined light over in Western Australian basketball. I know Sharpie had been coached by him years ago and she said he is a genuine WNBL coach and he's shown it with the way he approached last season knowing how tough it was going to be. Then in the off-season, he has just developed that program to a point where, as uh, you'll hear from him in a few moments, he only has two players in the squad from last year. That's right. He's really... Um, and last season, what I did like about the group was they continued to persist throughout every game. They were they may not have been as competitive as they would have liked to have been in every game, but you knew that they were still trying and they were still going at it. So that was something. That was credit to um, the coach. I mean, that's a really difficult um, group to, to coach when you're getting beaten, beaten week in, week out, particularly when you're travelling from WA, where you're supposed to be the favourites in this game. They haven't yet to drop a game this season. Um, favourites in this game. They haven't yet to drop a game this season. Um, their form has been a little bit patchy, but it's early days in the season and they're adjusting to new players and, and what have you coming into the group. So um, I think that the Capitals will step it up another year again tonight and I expect to see big games out of Kelly Abram, she's had a fantastic start to the year. Um, Jess Bibby's had a pretty good start. Um, the other person, Kelly Bevilacqua, has been used sparingly in games and has carried had the luxury of being able to do that. So It is a interesting lineup because I... Well, I think we'll speak and hear from the two coaches, Paul O'Brien and, of course, Kerry Graff, and then we'll come back and talk about what they had to say. Graffy, a tough game tonight. The Perth Lynx have really gelled early in this season. Yeah, look, they have. I mean, from the you know what I've seen on tape and, and watching them last week live against Sydney, and they're better on paper than they were last year. I think their starting five's legit. Um, you know, they've got some different people that can score more than perhaps the team they had last year. So, I mean, this is... You know, this isn't going to be a walk in the park. This is going to be a hell of a ball game. You also still have a height advantage over most of the teams in the league, which will be an advantage. Yeah, look, I mean, Boyd's reasonable size. I think, you know, the matchups down low. If we can keep our girls out of foul trouble and make some adjustments, you know, I think we can attack Zoe Carr perhaps a little bit inside with her lack of size. But, you know, she's, she's been on our team. She knows how we play. So, well, I think, that, you know, the starting five is going to be a great matchup both ways. I imagine D was the call of training all week. Yeah, look, we've been, you know, that and working on our zone offense. We know they're going to throw, you know, 65, 70% zone at us tonight, so we've worked a lot on that. Um, you know, I think we've got enough firepower from the perimeter, enough size inside to attack that. 
and we got to, you know, defense is going to be our bread and butter this year. We need to have that relentless pressure up the floor and then keep our bigs out of foul trouble and lock teams up and rebound and run. All the best for now. Thanks, mate. Paul O'Brien, and second year in the Project WNBL, and you've really got used to the pro, got used to the competition, and uh, really working with this squad, getting them back up to be a much more competitive unit than what you inherited. Well, what we inherited doesn't exist anymore. Uh, the most important thing to note is is that from last year's group, there are who played in round 21. There's only two faces tonight that are in that team. So when you think about it, what we did last year, I think, was our foundation of getting it back to where the program, both on and off the court, was showing really positive signs, and thus players were interested in coming here. And then this year is about extending that. The most important thing we want to do is at the end of this at the end of this year be in finals. Okay, and that's that's where I'm at your boat. Not a bad job when you're recruiting world championship winning players, you're defending WNBL champions out of the Capitals program and of course another rising star from the balloon program in Zoe Carr. Well, definitely, those players have indeed made. Carly Wilson, you speak of, and Angela Marino, Zoe Carr, have all made solid contributions. But I've been equally impressed with the contribution of Melissa Marsh coming back. You know, right now, three games into the season, she's averaging five assists a game, uh, doing a really good job defensively, often getting tough defensive assignments, both uh, taller and sometimes a little bit quicker. She's done a really good job on locking those players down. And, of course, Christine Boyd's come back after a year off, and she's doing a very solid job as well. It's not the three tower of last year in the Capitals lineup, you have to defend, but they still have a bit of height. Oh yes, they do. There's three towers there. There's Cunningham, there's Beatty, and there's Bishop. So we consider there's still three quality targets there. And obviously, Jenny and uh, Lauren have moved on to uh, to better things, hopefully in the, for their futures. But the most important thing is there's still three quality players there that have to be beaten. And with points improved, I'm sure Abby Bishop uh, has made a late season move here. Uh, you know, Caitlin Cunningham from the Bulleen program, and obviously Tracy Beatty, who week by week shows that you know at uh, her age in her late 20s she's still making an impact. All the best for tonight. It is going to be an exciting game. Thank you. We hope it will be, and we hope to win it. And that was the coaches. They're interesting to see how excited O'Brien is. Even as he's walking away from me, he said, we're going to win. <laughs> you've got to be positive and you've got to believe that every game that you're out there on the floor. And, and I'm sure that the girls are going out there believing that too. But if you look at the two groups on paper, while Perth has got some more experience into their lineup, I think, you know, you look over to the Transact Capitals lineup and you've got, you know, a good spread of age and experience with youth and talent. So, um, and, you know, it's not Paul O'Brien's a great coach and he's had limited experience in the WNBL, but you look at the coach of the Canberra Track State Capitals, she's got international experience, she's coached in the WNBA and she's got a number of WNBL championships under her belt. Yep, it is, uh, well, you wouldn't call it a mismatch, but it is just uh, experience pays so many dividends and, of course, coming from a former Canberra Capitals coach, you know how tough it is <laughs> in the top league. I do. Well, lineups tonight. Good to see Kira Shields gets to have her second start in the front, in the defence jobs WNBL as it's a capital home game. They get to add a, uh, I think it's two players to their roster at home games, which they don't normally travel with, even though it was the AAS last week. That's right. The, um, and it's great for the um, young players to get a little bit of experience whenever the opportunity arises. You know, they they train just as hard as your. Um, premier and, and starters and all the rest of it, so it's nice to be able to give them even just the experience of warming up on the court and, you know, playing in front of a bit of a crowd. Not much of a crowd so far tonight, I hope that we get a few more people here. 
Well, the ABC2 live team is once again in attendance now, supported by former captain of the Capitals, Eleanor Sharp, on the sidelines. And, well, perhaps those Transac, uh, Transac watchers have got the ABC2 cranked up tonight as they get set for what should be an interesting clash. Don't forget, sportradio.com.au tomorrow night will bring you all the action of the AAS versus Perth and the Capitals versus the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. It is going to be a, a great night of basketball once again here on sportradio.com.au. We're looking at the starters now and it is, well, the team's about to be introduced in fact. So uh, we've gone a bit early here. The countdown clock went, was set to 17 minutes and I didn't pick that up until, well, I didn't realise why it was set to 17 minutes. They ran it to zero and then they put three minutes back on the clock for warm-up after the introduction. The three-referee rule, though, that's been an interesting one all season. How have you seen that playing out, Michelle? I think it's been, it's, there's going to be an, a period of adjustment, not only from um, the players getting used to having another set of eyes watching what's going on, so I think that'll eliminate a little bit of the physical holding and checking that might actually happen in the key that gets missed in other games, but the other thing is that the rest are still adjusting to it. While in the men's league we've had three referees for two seasons now, a lot of, well not a lot of, but there's a number of referees who, who referee at the WMBL level who haven't refed at the MBL level and are still getting getting used and adjusting to the three referee rotation. Whether it improves the quality of refereeing is another question, and I'll give you my verdict at the end of the season. All right, then <laughs> we do have, uh, we've sitting a high up over the, uh, well, the one of the races here at the AAS Arena as the crowd, well, is just not as probably big as what you'd hope, but a Friday night we're expecting a bigger crowd tomorrow when they play bullying, but we do have the referee examiner here sitting fairly close proximity. We enjoyed that luxury last year, and uh, I know I always made sure you were between me and him because I know he respected your comments so much more than mine. Former coach, actually, who used to coach me when I played, so we've got a pretty good relationship and I can... Uh, express my opinion freely. <laughs> yes. All right, the two teams tonight. Looking at the lineup as the Caps are introduced, and it will be for Perth: Melinda Bartlett, Carly Wilson, Emily Fleming, Ainsley Sanders, Bindi Foot, Narelle Henry, Jasmine Finnegan, Melissa Marsh, Christine Boyd, Elizabeth Foot as well as Angela Marino, the former championship-winning capital, with. Emma Berryman, the capital, the second capital, former capital in the lineup, Zoe Carr and Christina Hayes. The Caps running, well, even with Kira Shields in, they're still running a few less than what they can. It's Kira Shields, Caitlin Cunningham, Natalie Hurst, Peter Sinclair, Abby Bishop, Jess Bibby, Michaela Dowdleach, Kelly Abrams, the captain, Tracy Beattie, the, well, I was calling her the lone tall tower, but as you heard from Paul O'Brien, he still considers it three genuine towers in this team. Kylie Lange and Tally Bevelac. Uh, Kylie Lange actually, I think, running a bit late to get to this game tonight when I saw her uh, coming into the arena. The national anthem we pause now for on Sport Radio. Oh, Thank mm-hmm. you. 
National Anthem completed here at the AIS Arena as the two teams meet in the centre of the court. The coaches shaking hands now as we get set for the Capitals versus the Perth Lynx. Everyone's expecting Perth by a lot, uh, sorry, Perth to go down by a lot because the Caps just have got that well-oiled look about them. But as we said in the pre-game show, Michelle, it is no easy game in the prior, in the defence jobs WNBL. I wonder how many more times I'll stuff that up tonight <laughs> after having a reasonably good run in the first two rounds so far. But uh, there is no easy games left. Even the AIS, as Coach Graff alluded to before last week, was saying that they would be a, a tough team right throughout the year. And she wanted to meet them early. And, of course, we meet them next week before they go to America. She wanted to meet them early because... She knew they were going to take some games as they got more accustomed to defence jobs, WNBL action. Well, that's right. And I think with the player movements in the off-season, the teams have evened out quite a bit. And with some players making decisions, financial decisions, essentially to go overseas and play in the European leagues and what have you, that the competition has evened out. You don't have that sort of top four group that are going to dominate the league. I think it's a much more even... Um, competition this year, so it'll be good. And the AIS, as with every year, you can never underestimate them. There is such a talent in that group, and they just have to, on one night, put it all together, have a couple of them light them up, and, you know, they really will put teams under pressure. One thing we talked about earlier was that um, Paul was talking about how Canberra still has the three tools. One of the things that the Capitals have struggled with so far is their bigs have been getting into foul trouble early and have been trying, having to sit out extended minutes, which... You know, that's something that they really need to rectify now before they start to meet some other clubs who have some sides to be able to compete with them. Yeah, Coach Graff and I have had chats uh, throughout the week about foul trouble and uh, and she also intimated there how it is going to be important that their D is tough and they play that zone offensive game, which they expect the... Uh, well, the Perth Links to come out with Perth Links in a white uniform, red and black in the trim and I think the wide away uniform is a very interesting move for this season as well because I must say the bullying away jumper looked a lot like the cat. <laughs> well yeah it's very hard when you have a similar colour scheme and if um I don't know whether it's actually a WMBL yeah, initiative to have the wide away uniform right so that's going to create some problems for um Zoe Carr having a bit of a push and shove with Jess Bibby as she comes on <laughs> it's Marino Boyd Wilson Carr and and also Marsh for Perth. It's Beatty, Abby Bishop doing the jump. Bibby, Tully and the captain, Kelly, in charge of the Kelly gang this year. Bishop wins the tap down to Bibby, who comes up the left wing to set the caps in motion. Goes back to Bevilacqua now, who just sets up off the point. She works left, gets a good screen from Bishop. Oh, opens up with a three, doesn't drop. Boyd does the rebounding, and it will be Perth to bring it back. Goes now right side, looking for Marsh. Bevel Aqua getting in there, body-on-body body contact, Michelle, and gets the turnover at the other end. And that's typical Tully Bevel Aqua. I mean, we saw last week she just created so many turnovers for the, from the AAS and she started the game doing the same thing. Bevel Aqua to Bibby, around the arc to Abrams. Now on the right side, it's Beatty. Abrams is open at the three-point arc on the left side. Goes inside to Bishop, who tries a hook shot. Oh, goes and gets her own. It wasn't even a rebound. It was a missed shot. <laughs> Comes up with a second shot, but it doesn't drop Boyd doing a good job in D. Marino now, will we see the shovel? No, a bounce pass to the other capital in car, but she can't get the shot to drop. And it's Bev Lackwood to bring it back. 
Yeah, Marina, it'll be interesting to see how she goes tonight. The Capitals guards know her game very well. Abrams just inside the three-point arc on the, baseline, on the baseline. It was Beattie trying to do the rebounding with Bishop. They got in each other's way a little bit. Quick transition from Carter. Marino kicks it left side to Marsh. And Marsh now just pulls it back. Gives the card flounding at point. Marino trying to cut baseline. No, now to Wilson, the world champ. In the pink socks as usual. Good to see him back. They weren't on the body-suited world championship team. I'm sure they were under the other pair of socks like Abs... Uh, not Abs... Like uh, Veely does with her AIS socks. That's exactly right. I'm sure they were. Tully Bevelacqua again coming up with another steal, creating pressure and um, a turnover from the Perth Lynx. Abs inbounds the pass to Bevelacqua, who brings it up over the half, lob over the top to the tall tower, the lone tower, as we were calling her, who gets the ball, hands it back to Abrams, then back to Bevelacqua. Right side, Bevelacqua uh, finds Abrams, who cut baseline. She gives it a little jump shot off to Beattie. It's not dropping for Beattie tonight, doing her own rebounding. Now the ball comes back to Bibby. Turnaround, jump shot on the baseline. Doesn't fall. Beattie doing the rebounding. Two rebounds in the space of five seconds. 8.12 left on the clock. As it resets, 17 seconds now, and Abrams bounce pass on the right side, in the right lane. Bishop goes into the key. That's more than three seconds, but Zoe Carr gets a piece of Bishop's arm to send it to the line. The Capitals are getting a lot of opportunities. They've all been in the lane. We're just not able to convert them at the moment. Offensively, though, we look very stagnant. You know, we're feeding the ball in, and the players on the perimeter are standing around and watching. They're not creating and not moving the defense for the big players to open up some space inside. Two minutes down and we still haven't got a point until Abby Bishop nails the free throw. Go the line, do it the easy way. It's always a nice way to break the game open. Bishop has got a nice style from the free throw line as well, which uh, does make it a lot easier too. Two from two for the uh, former AIS, well, not even a graduate too, the no, former AIS not. player. So she makes the move to the Capitals as Carr brings it back. The former Capital, former Bulleen, former AIS player. And Carr hands off to Wilson, the world champ. Jump shot from the lane on the right side is good. And it's two points apiece. 7.40 left to go in the quarter. Abrams open on the left side for three. Bang. That's nice to see. Last week the Capitals struggled to hit anything from beyond the arc. So to open up for um, Kelly Abrams tonight from three-point range is great. And Marino brings it down the left wing. It's the former Caps connection because Carr in the paint. Tries to bank it in off the glass. Doesn't work. And it was Bishop and Beattie working there defensively. Bibby gets it at half court. Kicks it left side to Abrams. Captain Abrams, oh, just lobs it up. Wilson with good defence there, but unfortunately the pass is shocker and Bevelac will run it down as Boyd was missed. Goes inside to Bishop. Bishop, one step, two step, and Wilson knocks it. Well, I thought Wilson knocked it over the baseline, but they're saying that Bishop hadn't released it when the knock was on and Perth will get it back. Boyd inbounding now to Marino. Boyd now. Well, she's having a decent game down there in defence. She is. Marino now, Bevelac were watching her. Well, they both know each other's game. There's a youth and experience difference there. Zoe Carr now tries to drive on Beattie. She goes, pivots once, then puts up the shot. It was just at the front of the hoop. Be Beattie, uh, Bibby, oh, looked like she was going to go for three. It will be a point drop for Bishop, who'll go back to the line. And I think Melissa Marsh has been called for her first personal foul. Just getting a piece on Bishop as she was going up for that shot. Just Bibby did a great job then of making the defence play her in that transition play and just as soon as she drew the defence, she opened up Abby Bishop on the baseline and Bishop did a good job of finishing that off. She'll shoot for the bonus now, 7-2 to two here with the shot to come. 
Bishop at the line. Shot in the air. Oh, just all net. Bishop has found her range tonight. Here go the Capitals. They're extending their defence. I think that they'll probably look to do this quite a bit during this game and put their guards under pressure. Well, Melissa Marsh bringing it down the left wing. Bibby watching her closely. Can't believe the fan club Bibby has in Canberra already. Lob over the top from Carr. In at the paint was Wilson. She put up a shot falling backwards. Marsh was good enough to get it, but as she chased, well, as she was trying to pick up the dribble on the on the free ball, Bev Lacqua gets a hand in there, pushes it over the sideline. 21 seconds on the shot clock for the Perth Lynx, and they inbound as, again, Bevelacqua gets a hand on the inbound pass, pushes it back out when it was going to Marino, and we'll have an inbound ball. Well, we've got a change on it. I think it must be Christina Hayes in the 40 jumper, not in the 41, but I'm not sure about that. If you check this record here, the uh, bounce pass is inside. Going now, of course, to the 40, which might be Jasmine. Uh, Finnegan, I'm not 100% sure though. The shot was put up by Marsh, wasn't successful. The 13 of Abrams brings it down the left lane, uh, left wing. Eventually, Bibby bouncing away gets a bit of a body check there as she goes away, goes back to Abrams. Abrams from the low post, shot goes up. Oh, Beatty with a big rebound, puts the shot up again. Bishop goes up after it, and Bishop will knock it down. Perfectly be disappointed that they're not doing a better job on the boards because the Capitals are getting too many second shot opportunities. They're missing them, which is probably good for the um, Perth Lynx, but they're just giving them too many opportunities. Oh, charge off the ball, perhaps, as Bibby came up with it in defence. But the foul is going to be called on the number 10 of the Transact Capitals, Abby Bishop, getting a personal foul called on her. Not bad, five minutes into the first quarter. Inbound pass goes to Wilson. Boyd has it now. Boyd, oh, just big block on the shot by Beattie. Bibby comes up with it, and her pass was too hot for Kelly Abrams. It's over the baseline. Tracy Beattie, although she hasn't converted some of those opportunities, she's certainly doing a much better job this week of utilising her height advantage. I think she's, um, you know, the first couple of weeks hasn't used that as effectively as she could have. Yes, Elizabeth Cook looking like she's going to come into the game as well as Moreno brings the ball back. It's 10 points to two here at the arena. Kicks it right side to Boyd. Boyd looking around. Doesn't have an option at the three-point arc. Gives it to Marino. Bevelac were wearing her like a glove. Eventually, it's a good work by Bishop who takes position and just bumps Marino out of play. Well, I think they know, they know that Marino's going to be looking to drive and penetrate and she's very right-handed, so they're going to overplay that and force her and know exactly where the help is coming from. Ten points to two here with 4.49 left to go on the clock. Hurst coming in for her first minutes with Lange as Bevelacqua and Bishop sit down. Hurst now to Lange, to Bibby, going around the perimeter to the left. Bibby's three-point arc, boxed out well by the... Perth Lynx, Carly Wilson bringing the ball up to Jess Bibby. Bibby now, just watching her closely, lobbed over the top, gets it now to, well, to Krista that 40 Hayes. again, and we'll go Krista Hayes. Hayes on the baseline, finds Wilson. Wilson has to work hard, puts up a shot actually under the basket, and it's tapped away from her grasp by Lange and Hurst. So Perth ball with the full, oh, 23 seconds left on the shot clock. Inbound to Marsh. Marsh pulls it back. Gets the screen from 
shaking loose Bibby, but then to Moreno, kicks it out to Wilson. Wilson goes inside now to Cook. Cook working on Lange, loses the handle on it. Hurst comes up with it. Good work by Lange, but the quick pass from Hurst misses Abrams again, and the world champ Ian Wilson comes up with it. Marsh gives it off to Hayes, and Hayes will come back and give it off. Well, the Caps will come back, give it off to Bibby, and Bibby lays it in. 12 points to two here with 3.51 as the timeout is called to the, against the Perth Lynx. And, well, Paul O'Brien would not be happy because silly turnovers has really cost this game. That's right. And I don't think he'd be happy because it's not only the turnovers that they're making, but it's also the fact that they're not uh, capitalising on the opportunities that the Capitals are giving. You know, they're, they're missing a lot of easy opportunities. Sorry, the Capitals are missing a lot under the pain. The Perth are doing a reasonable job on the board, but just fail to convert and, as you said, you know, give up cheap opportunities every time down the floor. So he'll be a bit frustrated by that, I would imagine. Um, and I would think Raffi's probably a little bit frustrated as well. I mean, you know, it's a 12-2 lead, they're 10 points up, but really when you think about the way the game's been played, the Capitals could be out with a 20-point lead here quite easily. Just interesting. I think Kelly Abrams might have gone out with a piece of chewing gum or something. It's just the uh, trainers there gave her a box to fit, fit something into. And a box, well, if you're going to vomit, you wouldn't use a cardboard box. No, that's right. Well, some players do play with you. I don't know quite how they do it, but they do. As uh, returning to the floor, the Perflinks already making their way back. They've got eight seconds left of that timeout. And now Carly Wilson just taking a leadership role, talking to, um, talking to, well, Hayes, Marino, Wilson, Cook and Marsh. Marsh going all the way down to the baseline to bring this ball in. Marino, full court pressure by the Caps with Hurst watching her. That's a height matchup that works uh, right for both teams. As they go back forward, it's Marino just still keeping that dribble alive. Gets a good screen from Hayes. Doesn't get a chance to put the shovel shot up as Beatty was watching her. But Hayes oh, tries to bank it in off the glass. Doesn't work. Abrams comes up with a rebound. Hurst, will she go all the way? Yes, she does. She takes on Marsh, and Marsh has been called for the foul. That's good quick transition. I mean, the Capitals were just down the floor so quickly out of that uh, defensive situation. And, you know, they had numbers, and whether it was Hurst who ended up going to the line or it had been another player that she would have been able to dub the ball to, it would have been... um, an easy transition basket. Caps with four turnover points so far. I think these, well, unfortunately, Hurst misses the first. Mm. But, uh, you know, 30, 30.8% at the field to 12.5 as Hurst makes the second. So you'd say five turnover points already mm-hmm. here. Four turnovers against the Caps, six against, well, it'll be seven now against the Perth Lynx as Cook has the ball in hands in the front court. Langy watching her. Then it's Wilson on the right side. And Abrams, well, her defence is sometimes overlooked, but most of the players in the in the defence jobs, WNBL, know how tough she is. Ball went inside to Marsh, outside to Wilson, drove baseline, put up a shot, didn't fall. Then it was Hayes who tried to put it back up again, doesn't fall, and it's the Caps going back. Abrams with a cut pass to Hurst, down the baseline to uh, Bibby. Bibby comes back, gives it to Abrams, puts up the three. They can't rebound it, and Henry, who's into the game for Perth, then just around the body pass goes to Cook. Hayes inside, outside Marsh for three. Won't drop. And, oh, good work down there by Hayes trying to work on the offensive rebound. But Lange comes up with it, gives it to Hurst across the half. Now Abrams, she fakes the three, goes down to the baseline, lobs over the top to Beatty, and Beatty will make the shot. That was great patience from Kelly 
Abrams. She was really under pressure under the basket, but was able to control the ball and hold it for the cut action from Tracy Beattie. 15 points to two. The Caps pulling away here as Henry drives down the right wing, goes back to Marsh at the top of the arc. Marsh puts it on the floor, but then pulls up, gives it to Cook, who's in just as tough a position. Lange watching her as she puts the pressure on. Lange's defence this year has been fantastic, as gets Cook into a uh, position where she just had to take the extra step without the dribble, and the turnover is forced. Yeah, I think um, Kylie's game's really come along. She's picked up her defensive um, abilities, and she's also at the offensive end of the floor become much more of a threat, which is great. And I think, you know, the experience of training with the Jenny Whittles and the Lauren Jacksons has helped that progression. Yes, uh, Bevelacqua coming back out there with Peter Sinclair. Sinclair drives the baseline. Oh, the shot just wouldn't go. She rattled in between the iron and the glass. Henry coming back down the floor. Hurt put a hand in the back of Henry then, but she's good enough to make the layup. And we move to 15 points to four with one minute 39 left to go in the first term. Sinclair, she's had three attempts now as she was doing her own rebounding that time, eventually drawing the foul. It's good to see Peter Sinclair getting into the game earlier than she has the last couple of weeks. So um, I think if she gets a few more minutes out on the floor, she'll... she'll um you know, make a bigger contribution to the group. Ab sits down as Bibby comes back out. Obviously, uh, Coach Graff wants to uh, set some matchups as Sinclair misses the first. It's tough when you uh, come out there quickly and then go straight to the stripe. Gets the second. So, 16 to 4 here with a minute 33 left to go in the first quarter and Bibby almost forces Henry into another turnover, getting her into the, uh, well, the halfway sideline arc, Will, uh, Marsh has to go back and help, gives it eventually to Hayes, Hayes dumps over the top to Wilson and Wilson just banks it in off the glass good, we'll get out of trouble there as the Caps had him in defensive pressure, Bibby, half an hour to set up on the three point arc bang and she will make those give her that much space and time, she will knock them down consistently all night Marsh tripping over herself, almost travelled there gets it to Wilson, goes back to Marsh Bibby watching her Marsh goes right side, Wilson cuts baseline, Tully's watching her, dump over the top to Hayes just on the right hand lane and Sinclair has been called for a very soft foul. She didn't have any arms up, it just was body to body contact. That's right, but the real problem the Capitals are having at the defensive end of the floor is that they're just not adjusting quickly enough off the ball, so they're getting one step behind and getting caught behind cutters, which is putting them in a situation where they're you know, more likely to make a foul instead of being able to body check a player on the way through the paint. Well, Hayes, first shot is good as the score, 9-7 to seven here with 50.5 seconds left to go in the first term. Actas team out there, I guess that's the Nationals watching this game on the other side of the court. 19-8 to eight as Hayes makes both of the free throws. Hurst calling the shots as she brings the ball back. Bounce pass. To Lange, gives it back to Hurst. Hurst, about 18-foot jump shot from the right side is good. And the crowd loves it when Hurst makes a, <laughs> makes some points here, particularly from long range. Great steal, Maddie Hurst. As we give her a rip, but oh, Henry up to the task, steals it back. As oh, she lost the dribble there, just caught on her hip. And it will have turnover, back, turnover, back. That's right. I mean, Narelle Henry was under a lot of pressure defensively. I think that's one of the things that their guards are going to struggle with is that um, they don't have a really excellent ball handler on the floor and we've got some really great ball defenders in our guard rotation. 
Bevilacqua now with the ball, gives it to Bibby who drives down the left lane, pulls up halfway, shot doesn't drop, Sinclair does the rebounding, her shot doesn't drop, Lange gets it, Hurst for three, bang, it's good, 24 to 8, and what a game, we've seen a team that couldn't hit a three-pointer last week become a team that is, uh, by my stats, about 50-50 tonight, probably... Yes, well, two from four, but they've hit two in the last minute, so it's now three from five. That stat's getting better and better. <laughs> that's right, and that's where you expect them to be. I mean, they are a team that have good perimeter shooters, so um, I think last week was just one of those games where, you know, they didn't make them all night, but I have to say, when they needed to make them, Kelly Abrams made and when the pressure was on. So. The Capitals having, uh, well, a... Interesting run into the first quarter, 24 to 8 as the quarter time break is in action. And uh, Coach Kraft just taking a time, going around talking to uh, Kelly. I had to push Kelly Abrams out the way, I think, to get through to talk to the team. Paul O'Brien is a, a very excited man when he's talking to his team. He's got a, without being derogatory, he's got a touch of the Jan Sterlings. When he's talking, it is... You know he's talking to you. There's the animation, there's the red face, there is plenty of enthusiasm and excitement. And intensity, I think, would be the other word to describe it. And I think, you know, that's something that he really needs to have. When you have a group like Perth, which have different levels of experience, some youth in there, um, players coming back who've been out of the league for a while, you really need to make sure that you've got them focused and you've actually got their intention the entire time. When you've got a group that's a bit more experienced and, and what have you, you don't have that same sort of issue about focus and, and commitment. Yeah. Well, the stats at uh, quarter time, what do you notice? 36.4 on the field to 21.4 is an interesting one. Only the one three-point attempt from the Perth Lynx, which is very interesting because uh, they have got a few outside shooters there with Wilson. Melissa Marsh is the one that's put up the three-point attempt, but Marino's been known to go from outside as well. So it's not as if they don't have any perimeter game. No, they don't, but I think that the Capitals have done a better job defending the perimeter game than they actually have in the inside game. So their focus has been on not allowing them to light up from outside, and that's why you've only got Marsh with the one attempt and Marino hasn't had any yet. I think the thing that's interesting here is that you look at the boards and you've got the Capitals on 16 boards here and they've got eight offensive rebounds. That's just not what you want to see happening in a quarter of basketball. I think that's one thing that Purple have to certainly shut down because whilst Capitals probably haven't converted as many of those as they would have liked to. If that continues for the rest of the game, Perth will be in trouble. Marsh inbounds the ball now. Hurst gets a hand on it and it just lands on the line and on the line is out. So Marsh will get the inbound at this time in the offensive court. Oh, gets on to Boyd. Boyd got away from Lange there. Shot hit the iron and she gets her own rebound. Gives it to Hayes, then kicks it out to Marino. O'Brien going tall here, trying to... Uh, We'll break up this capital side in the early going. Wilson now for three. Air ball. Not too often you see that from Carly. from Carly, isn't that? But she's, you know, at the moment, she's really the only player that looks like a genuine offensive threat. So, you know, someone else needs to step up and create some opportunities for themselves and for the rest of the team. Bibby Sinclair, Bevelac will work it anti-clockwise around the perimeter. Inside to Lange and she has it stripped as she was double-teamed by Marsh and Hayes there. 
So Marino brings the ball straight down the floor, kicks it right side to Wilson. Bibby wearing it a lot closer this time. Goes back to Hayes. Hayes now stripped by Bevel Aqua. She comes up with it, lobs it out in front of Hurst. Hurst thought about handing it off to Bibby, but so she'll take the free two. Or the easy two, I should say. Bibby's had Hurst take hers. <laughs> yeah, Hurst having a big role in this Capitals team and living up to the expectations of Coach Graff already. Looks like they're going to get Bishop back in as Marino's called on the travel as she got caught in the key with Peter Sinclair just standing there saying, you're not putting the shovel up over me. God, that's one thing that Marino hasn't got in her game. She doesn't have the ability to actually pull up on a short range jump shot. So either all the way to the bucket on a penetration or eject the three from the perimeter. And in this league, you have to have all elements to be able to compete. Well, it's Bevelacqua now, gives it off to Sinclair as Bibby gets the ball on the floor again, gets away from Wilson, drives to the elbow left side, dumps off to Sinclair, and Sinclair gets some confidence back with a good two-pointer. Right. It was nice penetration from Bibby, and she found Sinclair on the, on the pick and roll play there. 28 to 8 here with 8 minutes 30 left to go in the quarter, and did someone say blowout? That's the question I'm asking now. As Marsh goes to Boyd, right side to Marino. We talked this one up in the pre-game, Michelle. <laughs> it's Marino getting trapped with good defence from Hurst. Goes back to Marsh. Eventually just slapped away from uh, from Bishop as I just didn't, as Langy had sat down just in that last play. So Marsh, Boyd, Wilson, Hayes and Marino all out there for the Perth Lynx. The inbound pass to Boyd doesn't drop. Shot clock runs out as Sinclair got the rebound. Goes to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua quickly to Hurst. Her jumper doesn't come down. But Bishop is there to do the rebounding. Kicks it out immediately to Bevelacqua, who has time to set up for the Capitals. She's on the right wing. Puts the ball on the floor. Oh, wrong foot. Marsh finds a line to the baseline, but then puts the dribble on her foot and has the turnover forced. Well, uncharacteristically there. But uh, must admit, we've got through a quarter without Bevelacqua going to the ground. That can't be right. We must have missed something, Craig. We've got Michaela Dalgleish coming into the game for her first minute. Good to see Michaela back there as Marino brings the ball down the floor. Got a good screen in the back half by Marsh, who gets the ball now after it went to Boyd in the corner, back out to Marsh. Marsh, Bibby watching her. Bibby sigh from that corky that Bishop gave her in the pre-game warm-up last week. Heavily strapped. Block shot by Bishop on Wilson. Bounce pass to Dalgleish. Dalgleish just over the three-point arc. She should have gone for three herself. Uh, instead, team play goes to Bishop, and Bishop gives it to the hard-cutting Bevelacqua, who makes the two. Yeah, that was good vision out of the big girl to see Bevelacqua on that flash Wilson now, bounce pass, looking for Boyd. Defence from Bibby, just not giving Wilson any opportunity to go forward. And uh, more often than not, that meant they've had to go back around the perimeter and look for another avenue to basket. And you know, I just hope that the Perth Lynx are able to redeem themselves a little bit here. They're looking very um, rattled. They've got no real structure or discipline in their game at the offensive end. And they're really not putting a whole lot of pressure on the Capitals at the defensive end either. They've actually switched up their D now to a zone. As a three-point shot by Dalgleish goes up, doesn't come down. Boyd gets a rebound, kicks it left side to Marsh, who gives it to Marino. Marino now back to Boyd at the top of the arc. Then Wilson right side, Bishop watching her. Goes back to Marino, who looked to jack a three, but Bevelacqua didn't give her any room. She was driving down the right lane, but Bevelacqua slapping it away, puts it over the baseline. Well, in fact, she's been called for a reach-in foul as Carr comes back into the game 
for uh, Christina Hayes. Do you think that Perth will actually, I mean, the Capitals have struggled against zones the last couple of weeks, so you think that Perth might have to, re, as they have now, reverted to one, spend a lot of time in a zone? Well, inbound pass, Marino just had to try and force it forward before it went out. Carr tried to lob it over to Wilson, but there was no going there. Bevelac, where two athletic, knocks it over the baseline, and Perth set up again with only 18 left seconds left on the shot clock. Six minutes, 42 left on the half. 30 plays, eight. Marino driving on Bibby. Bounce pass out to Marsh. Gives it back to Wilson in the left corner. Wilson drives past Dalgleish, and Dalgleish has been called for the foul. Yeah, and that's smart work from Carly. She just saw the opportunity went hard to the basket and drawn the foul. She goes baseline. They called it before the end. Shot went up. So Marsh to inbound the ball now. Goes to Wilson. Wilson over the top to Boyd on the left lane. Boyd, jump shot, turning in the paint. Oh, and Boyd went after the rebound, slapped it over the baseline herself. So uh, the pressure they were building there got, uh, well, diminished immediately. That's right. Bevelacqua goes right side, gives it to Dalgleish. Dalgleish looking confident out there. Sinclair bounce pass inside. Nice one to Bishop who goes back out to Bibby. Bounce pass into Sinclair who had camped herself a little bit. Shot will count as she's finding a range now. Just worried about Bishop camping a bit. And then, of course, Sinclair took up position. The ball did come back into her, but Bishop was still standing there, and Bishop was there before Sinclair arrived. With three refs, you've got to figure someone's counting to three. Well, they should be, but at the same time, if a player's not having any impact or influence on, on, the, on the actual play, then you know, it's a little leniency, I guess. But what Sinclair and Bishop are doing a great job of establishing position in the post and opening up opportunities. Sinclair makes the bonus. 33 plays eight here with six minutes left to go in the half. Car bounce pass across to Marino. Marino gets to the basket side of Hurst and drives through Dalgleish to make the two. 33 plays 10, and I think that was a no call on the scoreboard. Gives it to Hurst now. Hurst goes right side to Bishop. Bishop over the top to Dalgleish. Dalgleish for two. Oh, just hit the iron. Dalgleish low, could be there for the rebound. Carr takes it to ground. It's a jump ball, caps ball. From the well, it'll be caps ball from the side, I'm sure. Yep, will be. It's good to see all the capital players, you know, people who don't get a lot of minutes all the time, being really positive offensively and looking to take their own opportunities. That's what the Perth players need to do. At the moment, they're on the back foot offensively, and Carly Wilson's the only one attacking them in this game. Inbound to Sinclair, then it goes on to Sharp, outside to A. Sorry, not Sharp, Hurst, then to Abrams. Abrams gets it inside to Bishop, who has three goes. Putting it up, she's hit the backboard. I don't know that that resets the clock, though. She did hit the uh, ring, but her stats for shots is going down because she had three up, three down. She gets the deep offensive rebound, though. Dalgleish puts up a shot. It doesn't fall. Bishop gets the rebound. Hurst kicks to Abrams. Three-point attempt. Bang. Well met. Abby Bishop is racking up those rebounds. She might get a triple-double tonight. She's probably close to it on the board. Well, she's got to make some of the shots well, before she true. can go to it. <laughs> Wilson now gets a handoff from Marino, right-hand side, 45-degree angle. Boyd setting up. Abrams does well to get away from the trap. Wilson backing away from the ring. Marino hands off, a front handoff. Hurst, Marino's shovel shot goes up, gets it in off the glass. And it's 36 plays, 12 here. Quick transition. Oh, Abrams almost lost the dribble that time. Has to go back out to Sinclair. Hurst sets up. She had time. Base, but can't get it to drop. Another Bishop, ball. another rebound. She starts to dribble backing into the key, then gives it to Hurst. 
Hurst comes across nice at the free throw line, gives it to Sinclair. Sinclair going after her own offensive rebound and puts it back in on the second attempt. I think the capital shooting percentage might have dropped in the quarter time. There's been a lot of, lot of uh, boards and a lot of putbacks that they're missing. Well, it's 41.4 a few moments ago, 20 at the other end for the Perth Lynx. As Bartlett's into the game, Bartlett goes over the top of Marino. That pass fair dinkum, Christina Boyd was taking it from her <laughs> face. It was way high. Beatty's coming back in for Abby. Bishop has done a great job on the board. She just needs to convert a few of those opportunities. Yep, Bishop has uh, a chance to take a breather. We still haven't seen Caitlin Cunningham into the game. Beatty over the top, though, getting it on the right lane. Goes out to Melody Gleish. Um, Melissa Dalgleish, Michaela Dalgleish, let's get it through the hands of Abrams, back to Beattie, Beattie chasing her own rebounds now, this is something that, uh, this is something that Pearl O'Brien is just going to be absolutely reading the riot act to, because now Beattie's getting her own rebounds and putting them back in, doing a great job of it. That's exactly right, I mean in the first half the Capitals had eight offensive rebounds and I think they've probably doubled that already. As Boyd puts up a shot from the baseline, left side, Beattie doing the rebounding. Oh, got it to Dalgleish. It was at her feet. Marino is stripped by Abrams, and Abrams sort of going, what the heck's going on here? But, yeah, you're not the home team now, girl. No, that's right. No love lost there. Shields coming in for her first minutes as Hayes comes back in. Boyd sits down, and Boyd's going, well, what can I do? I've got to have options, and I've got to have openings. That's right. And, uh, well, she's doing it tough at the moment. Wilson looking inbound it, gives it to Carr. Carr puts the ball on the floor, going down the right lane. Beattie looking at her, so she pulls back, jump shot's good. 40 plays, 14, three minutes left to go in the half. Hurst brings it down the right wing to Dalgleish. Dalgleish now to Beattie, who's at the point. Gives it to Hurst for three, oh, off the iron, and comes out Wilson doing the rebounding. Wilson brings it down the floor, over the top to Hayes, who almost lost the handle on that and ran it over the baseline, but pulls up in time, goes back to Carr. Carr has a choice, try to shoot over Beattie, but no, goes to Bartlett instead. Bartlett's shot's not good, but Wilson runs down the rebound. Marino thought about a three-point attempt, goes from downtown, almost banks it in. That's something where uh, the team has to buy you drinks for a week when that one comes off. Beattie does the rebound and gives it to her. Hurst goes left side to Abrams. Abrams got an advantage there because Marino had matched up on her. Then to be clockwise around the perimeter, eventually into the hands of Hurst. Lobbed over the top to Beattie on the low post right side. Goes to Dalgleish for three. She's got it. And that will have a bench coming up. And Bishop was the first one standing cheering there. Good to see her get on the board. Is indeed. And, uh, well, 43 plays 14 here with a minute 50 to go. As, uh, Hurst, as Abrams trying to get the ball off Wilson, she backs away, gives it to Carr. Carr, oh, nice little hook shot, didn't drop though as she was going over the top of Beattie. That's a genuine piece of play there. Hurst comes down, drives left lane, pull up jumper off the iron, does her own rebounding in offense. Shields out there for the Caps. She just was good enough to get Zoe Carr out of position. Out to Abrams, inside to Beattie. Hurst will run down another rebound, taps it. Abrams, Beattie down low post, rattles in and out, Dalgleish put back, and with the foul will go to the line for the bonus. Oh look, full credit to the Capitals, they just continue to get after the loose stuff, but 
I think if you're on the Perth Lynx case, you'd be bitterly disappointed at how many opportunities you're giving that the Canberra turns out capitals. You know, people are spectating out there, and that's a concern for him. You know, you've got to just put the effort in at the defensive end. You cannot afford to let teams just get second and third opportunities. And at the offensive end of the floor as well, if you have a look at the body language of Perth Lynx, there are people just standing around watching and expecting everyone else to do the job for them. Dalgleish makes the extra here as Peter Sinclair comes back in for Kel Abrams. As Hurst went for the steal, ran it over the sideline, so Perth will get it again. 18 seconds left on the shot clock. Bartlett to inbound the pass. Dalgleish washing her, and her confidence would be high now. Lobs over the top from the inbound pass to Wilson. Gives it to Carr. Carr drives past Beatty, and I think it might... Oh, it might be off the ball. Peter's, no, no. And Beatty's going, what the heck did I get fouled for? It's her first, so that's a good sign because we're one minute and six seconds away from the half. And the problem had been the tall timber getting fouled early. Haven't had to go to Caitlin Cunningham at the moment. Coach Graff saving her perhaps for a big game against the bullying Melbourne Boomers tomorrow night. Although Caitlin has got injury problems that she has to be careful with. And, you know, Graff is in a very fortunate position here. They do have to back up tomorrow night against the bullying Boomers team. And got the opportunity to use your bench players and bludgy young guys here and rest your um, subs for tomorrow night. That's exactly what you're going to do. Carr makes the two free throws. Hurst has the ball in her hands on the left side. Sinclair lob over the top to Shields. Shields had the shot blocked by Wilson. Carr comes up with a rebound, immediately gives it back to Wilson. Kicks it hard to Bartlett. Bartlett tried to take uh, on Sinclair. Sinclair was absolutely on, like, you could have had the slowest drying concrete. (laughs) You could have had the slowest drying concrete set her feet that time, and yet she's been called for the foul, sending Bartlett to the line. Her second personal, Bartlett pulls up short. Sinclair does the rebounding, gives it to Dalgleish. Dalgleish to Hurst. Hurst! In off the glass, a nice way up there, and that's a great way to respond. 35 seconds left to go in the half. 48 plays, 18, a 30-point advantage as Wilson checks out the uh, clock as she brings the ball back. Goes left side to Carr. Carr knows. She has to go back to Wilson, low post. Wilson double team, goes to Bartlett in the paint. Out to Hayes. Hayes, block shot by Shields. Hurst gets it back, goes to Shields. Shields, layup is good. <laughs> Marino coming down Dalgleish I think got called for a reaching foul by the referee on the blind side so um, they've actually called a pushing foul on Natalie Hurst there so they called Natalie before they got it on Dalgleish yeah six they put up six one Caitlin Cunningham's not out there it's uh, now six fouls to two so Marino in the bonus will hit the first no problems with her from the line yeah, that's still something that Carrie Graff wouldn't be happy about, is the fact that the girls are getting into team foul trouble. Admittedly, there's, what, three seconds left in this half, but it's... Oh, inbound pass from Beatty. Gives it back to Marino from downtown. And on the buzzer, Marino's looking happy because how often did she do that to oppositions when she was playing for the Caps? It's a, probably a sweet one to get back here at the AS Arena, a buzzer beater. Three-pointer. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, you're 50 to 23, you're 27 points down. You really haven't contributed much else to the game so far. So, uh, you know, yes, it's good to get that, but I wouldn't get too excited yet. You've got a lot more to do for your team when you are their premier point guard out there on the floor. 
50 to 23 is the halftime score here at the AIS Arena. Well, we'll just wait for the refresh here because uh, I've got 12 seconds left and how much scoring was done. Well, in that last 12 seconds of the quarter, in fact, well, you can tell because it is 50 to 23 at halftime. But just looking at some of the stats for the Capitals, which we can go through. Uh, Caitlin Cunningham, no court minutes at the moment. Only one not to... Oh, no, Kylie Lange is the only player to be on court not to have had a score. Look at this, though. Tracy Beattie, two from seven. Kelly Abrams, two from five. Uh, Michaela Dalglish, two from five. Jessica Bibby, two from five. Abby Bishop, two from seven. It is, um, it is a sign that the team is getting plenty of looks. In fact, 48, 48 shots. They've converted 19 to your opposition who have 28. That's 20 more looks at the basket. Admittedly, Perth 7 from 28, Caps 19 from 48. That's a, a 39.6 to 25 percentage. Uh, at the moment, it is just all one-way traffic. The turnovers, though, concerning, it is 9 to 13. Both those stats are very high for both teams. They are, and I'm actually surprised that Perth don't have more turnovers than the 13, but um, I think that there's been a lot of disruption and hands on ball, but Perth have actually managed to get, you know, it's been knocked out of bounds or what have you, so I suppose that's why there's, you know, only 13 turnovers and a half. I'm interested in the steals too. Perth, oh, that's against, isn't it? They've had the ball stolen six times against the Capitals having it stolen three. They have, okay. They're saying that they've made six steals. I'm not quite sure where they've been made, but that's what the statistics are telling us. Well, this is a interesting halftime as the AIS Arena, a, a fair crowd in, not the best crowd you'll ever see at the arena. And in fact, well, it is a, a tough night for basketball fans. They saw a, a, a reasonable game with the AIS up against the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, but uh, they're seeing an absolute slaughter at the moment. Yeah, and it's just not nice basketball to watch, and I think that's probably, you know, I think people have probably made a decision, like, two, two nights running, am I going to go out tonight, or will I go out tomorrow night? And if you looked at the teams on the floor, you'd say, I'll go watch the Capitals play the Bulleen Boomers. That's probably the game of the um, weekend, so that's possibly what's been part of the thinking. And traditionally, we don't get great crowds on a Friday night at the WNBL in Canberra. Well, we'll take a break here on sportradio.com.au. This is the Canberra Transact Capitals Radio Network. We'll be back with all the second half action in just a few moments. Welcome back to the AS Arena for the second half of the Capitals versus the Perth Lynx as the both teams coming back out onto the floor. It has been a slaughter. It has. Uh, probably not the game we had thought we would have at the start, but, um, you know, the Capitals have just come out and dominated. Perth haven't looked at all convincing. They just have not fired in any area of the game at all, which is disappointing. I had hoped that Perth would be um, a much more competitive unit. Uh, admittedly, they've got Docky, uh, Deanna Smith out um, at this point in time, but they still have some quality players out there, and really, Wilson's the only one that sort of um, has stepped up at all, and she's under enormous pressure. She's got a Kelly Avery, a Kelly Neblacker, and just sitting all over all game. So. But the stat of the night, 20 offensive boards to the Canberra Capitals. You are just not going to compete, compete in the WNBL if you are... Um, going to give a team 20 offensive boards in a half. Marsh Marino 
Carr, Wilson and Boyd. The starting lineup for Perth is joined by the starting lineup for Caps. Bibby, Bevilacqua, Beatty, Bishop and captain of the Kelly gang is Kelly Abrams. As we just wait now, I think we must be waiting for the ABC. And since they haven't got their headsets on, and Alison Tranquilly just having a few words with former teammate in <laughs> having a few words with former teammate in Jess Bibby. But uh, TV timeout at the moment. So perhaps any other stats that you wanted to do that I had to interrupt well, you for for the top scorer for the Canberra Capitals is Natalie Hurst with ten points. And um, I guess the other issue there is it's spread around very um, evenly throughout the Capitals lineup. You've got uh, Sinclair with eight. You've got Bishop with seven. You've got a couple of players with six. And uh, from there you've got five, four, two. It's spread evenly at the offensive end for Perth. You've got uh, oh, is it? Marino's got nine. She probably would have got most of those in the last minute or two of yep. the um, second half. But other than that, minute, five seconds, I think you're fine. Probably was, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, you're looking at someone who's four day basket for the game. So that's um, definitely a worry. It looks like we're almost set to go now. ABC's talking to their viewers. So perhaps we will see the referee hand the ball over to Melissa Marsh to get the game started. Henry Cook and Hayes are on the bench for Perth. They're travelling with a very short bench, so they've still got financial difficulties. Uh, well, they have to manage their money, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're in financial trouble. I'm just saying they're managing their money by you know, picking a, a higher profile starting five and uh, then having to go shorter on the bench for... Of course, Bar- Bartlett's also there. Yeah, and, and the league only um, pays for nine, uh, sorry, 11 airfares to travel, so some teams choose to take one, you know, just a coach and, and 10 players. Some will take, uh, you know, two, a coach and an assistant or a manager and then take, you know, four players. So and depending on who you're playing and where you're going and all that sort of thing, you can mix it up. And Perth aren't in the position where they can actually afford to fund additional airfares, particularly when you've got to travel from Perth. It's not a cheap road trip, whereas other clubs that probably have a bit more luxury are able to take a few more people on the road when they travel. Oh, do I say it? It's now the former captain of the Capitals that's slowing this game down as Eleanor Sharp has the whiteboard out. Of course, former captain of the victorious Capitals last year, but former assistant coach of the Capitals. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a championship year that year. The issue was out with, uh, uh, well, with the chronic fatigue. Right. Yeah, no, I think that was one of the years when we actually didn't um, win the championship. So, yeah, no, Eleanor Sharp, it's good to see her involved in the sport too. It's nice to see that when a player who's been around for such a long time and has had such a great career on the court actually contributes or stays in touch or involved with the game once they make the decision that the body basically can't take it any longer. Well, we're still waiting for Eleanor to sum up her uh, thoughts at half-time, and I would imagine her thoughts are pretty much the same as ours, although she would be a lot happier about a 27-point lead to the Canberra Transact Capitals, because uh, I guess when you leave a program and yourself, you left the program, uh, you always, yeah, 96, (laughs) you, 10 years ago, you left the program, unbelievable, and uh, you wanted to see the program go on to bigger and better things, you, of course, you know, have been involved in and around basketball in the ACT and I guess it's heartwarming to see so many locals in the game. Inbound ball to Marino. <laughs> yeah. Marino running Bevilacqua around. 
goes across the court to Marsh. Gives it to Carr. Beatty watching her. They're pulling Beatty away from the uh, away from the paint, which they're hoping will allow a bit more uh, openness down there. But it doesn't work. The shot from Boyd doesn't fall, and the Capitals will come back with it. Bevilacqua looking goes back to Bibby. Oh, Bibby, an attorney to set up the three, but. He doesn't drop for her. Bishop gets a slap away. Marsh slaps it back and Bishop comes up with the ball. That is terrible play <laughs> by Perth. And you're going to hear that a lot more tonight if this is the standard we're seeing. Bevilacqua. Bibby in the paint. Turn around. Jump shot is good. Nice little curl cut there. And Bibby's just got great balance and was able to get that shot off. 52-23 and I'm backing the AAS tomorrow night. <laughs> well, I probably do every week, but... That is my problem with the tipping competitions. Marino goes to Marsh, gets it out to Carr. Carr has to go over the top of Beatty. That's a genuine shot, but it's off the back of the iron. Boyd slaps Abram's wrist, but doesn't get called for it. Sorry, what were you saying? I was going to say the AIS would be watching this game thinking, we're a genuine chance tomorrow night. That was a great feed from Kelly Abrams. Abby Bishop in the paint. It's an easy two. 54 plays, 23 here with 8 minutes and 30 seconds to go. In the third quarter, 100-point game, I think Kerry Graff would be saying to her girls, when you're 54, 50, what, at halftime, over 50 at halftime, I've forgotten the score already. Uh, yeah, it was 52. 50 to 23. You're wanting a 100-point game because you expect you to, you're expecting your opposition to fall away. I mean, and that, that is one goal that you may set, but there's probably some other things that Kerry really wants them to focus on now that um, they want to take into tomorrow night's game. Bevlack would call for a foul, so inbound ball from the side goes to Moreno, gives it back to Wilson. Wilson over the top to Boyd. Boyd takes on Bishop on the baseline, pulls back, jump shot's good. And Boyd had First points for the game, I think. First points, yep. In fact, it is. She was one from six now at the other end. The quick transition sees Abs hit the three. 56 25. Abs just on fire. Abrams, uh, sorry, it's Marino going inside to Carr at the uh, elbow. It's slapped away by Bevilacqua. Beatty gets it back oh. on the back pass from Bevilacqua to Bibby. And Bibby makes the shot. 58 plays, 28, 7.30. Wilson bringing the ball back for the Lynx. Over the top, gives it to Carr. Carr looking for Marino to move towards the baseline. Carr and Bevilacqua getting into it. Wilson now gets a screen from Carr, gives it to Marsh on the baseline right corner. She backs away to the right wing, goes inside to Boyd, and Boyd turnaround jump shot over the top of Bishop is good play. Yeah, I think that um, with the matchup against Abby Bishop there, she's actually getting a little bit more freedom down in the paint. When it was Tracy Beatty, she doesn't have the size to be able to turn around and jump shoot like she does. Abrams, three-pointer is short. Bibby tried to take on Wilson. Oh, oh Bevilacqua gets the cut that was going to uh, Marino. Gives it off to Bishop in the paint. And uh, perhaps now Bishop's starting to make easy shots in the glass. That double-double is on its way. It's definitely on its way. I think the first coach here really needs to think about calling a timeout. His girls are just looking completely um, lacking in confidence, dejected and... Marino for three, wraps it back and gets her own rebound, kicks it out to Marsh for three. It rattles off and Beatty does the rebound and gives it to Bevilacqua. Abrams lays it in and the other end. It's just too easy out there. The Capitals are doing a great job of just running the floor and they're just 
actually physically beating them up and down the floor, play in, play out. How long do you play your starting five for? You're 62-27. Marino, Bibby goes in, wrestles it away from yeah, her. This is not very long. Here they come now, <laughs> Craig. It's about to be three. I was about to say, why have we got four minutes of the, the yeah. starters out there when they've got to play Boleyn tomorrow night? Dalgleish, Sinclair Hurst come in for Abrams, Bevelacqua and Beatty. Bishop gets to stay out there. Well, she's not in foul trouble tonight. She can. No. It's interesting. I thought Carr was doing an okay job and uh, he's taken her from the floor. Maybe he's thinking tonight's over. Tomorrow night we've got a big game against the AIS to redeem ourselves. Bibby gets the rebound there as the Perth Lynx can't put it in. It was Hayes who put up the shot. Del Gleish down on the baseline. Gets it back to Bibby who has it slapped away from Melissa Marsh. And it will be a cap ball. Del Gleish to bring it in from the side. And it's great that they can do this because we really want to see these young Canberra girls getting good minutes and uh, may, being a genuine part of this team. They'll get, uh, they'll reap the rewards when it comes final time. Oh, Bishop from the right hand elbow, bang! I think she'd be very close having a double double right now. She may not get the triple double because there isn't a whole lot of uh, assist work going on out here. It's pretty one pass, one shot type. And Shield's about to come in for the Caps too. So that is. Your bench out there as Bishop, oh, puts up a good block shot on Boyd. 64, plays 27, 5.26 to go in the quarter. And Shields comes in for Bibby. So apparently, well, not the tallest lineup the Caps can put out there, but it matches up against Perth as Marsh inbounds to Boyd. Boyd shoots over the top of Shields. It doesn't drop. Shields does the rebound and gets a pass to the back of Del Gleish. She's good enough to go in and get it. Fakes the shot at the free throw line. Kicks it to Hurst on the right-hand side baseline. Goes back to Sinclair at the point. Then goes left side to Del Gleish again. Finds Hurst. Hurst thinks about the three, but goes into Sinclair right side now. Finds Bishop in the paint. Bishop outlet to Sinclair. Sinclair foot on the three-point line. Bounce. Uh, the iron over, almost over the back of the backboard, and Marsh comes up with a rebound, works it herself into the front court, then goes a, uh, Angela Mellorino for three, and she makes the shot. And that's what she can do well, is if you get her some open space from the arc, and she's got time to see the basket well. Bishop, Bishop gets again. it inside again from Sinclair, so Sinclair's doing a good job here getting some assists, and you, all you have to do is look for Abby in the paint, she knows where the basket is, she's so confident back to basket. Absolutely, and she does a really good job of taking up space and getting good body position in there, so she makes the feed from the perimeter very easy. Marsh goes to Hayes now. Hayes looking around, kicks it back to Boyd for three. Bang! You don't expect that from your tools, but you love it when you see it. Well, you do, and I think, you know, that I think that uh, Carrie will just be calling this time out to talk to the young group about, you know... I still expect out of you some um, certain things and that might be some defensive stops because since the starting group has come off the floor, Perth really has started to get a little bit of offensive momentum happening and had some easy open three-point shots that you don't want to give them and that sort of stuff. So Graffy will be talking to the younger group about what the, are the basic things that they need to do on the floor every time. Forget about what the score count is here. This is about giving you an opportunity to show me what you can actually do at the WNBL level. So I should be talking to them about that, I'd imagine. I am sure of it. As uh, Well, just looking at career stats, Mel Dalgleish had no points coming into the game tonight, so she has got uh, she has got herself a nice bag of points here. With, five um, seven, I'd imagine. Well, uh, at least six. Three, six, nine points. 
with uh, oh no, sorry, four and three is not nine. It is seven. Seven points. So she's got seven points for her career. That's a, a good sign. Peter Sinclair has got six points tonight. So it's all looking good for the Capitals as Hurst brings the ball back out of the timeout. Straight down the centre, wrong foot's Marino. She's just dancing around Marino tonight. Langey back in the game. Del Gleish for three. Off the front of the iron. And Hayes will come up, do the rebounding there. Gives it off to Marino. Marino goes right side on the right wing. Finds Marsh with a pass in the front court. Hayes has to double grab the pass. It's pretty hot. She goes back to Marsh. And Del Gleish has fouled Marsh there as she was driving baseline. Second personal now for Mel Dalglish. Michaela Dalglish. Why do I see say Mel? I wonder. <laughs> so Melissa Marshall go to the foul line. She really hasn't had an impact in this game, has she? You would have expected her to have a little bit more of a leadership role out Ooh, on the floor, and she and hasn't. She has missed that first free throw by a while, long way. It was off to the left. <sighs> Second shot about to go up. It's all net, so she made the correction. As Shields inbounds the ball now to Hurst. Hurst goes right side to Sinclair. Over the top to Lange. This is your bench for the Capitals. Shields now to Hurst. Now Hurst drives down the left lane. Marino puts up the block, but Hurst comes back and gets it. Shields could have gone herself from the three-point arc, but goes off, gives it to Sinclair, who drives through the right elbow. Shot is, well, fouled in the act of shooting. as Finnegan into the game now for Perth. And I can't remember seeing Finnegan in that first quarter. No, I don't think she hit the floor in the first quarter. Or first no, half, she didn't. Say. Yeah. So, Sinclair at the line. Short, but bounces Shooters in. Shooters roll. Shooters roll. And uh, she uh, moves the caps to 67, playing 34. <laughs> three at 32 as she makes the second. And uh, camps out to a 68-34 break as Marino's getting plenty of pressure from Hurst. It gets into the half just in time, front half just in time, over the top to Wilson. Wilson hands off to Marino. Marino looking, pushes it to Wilson. Low post, left side, backs into the paint, layup is good. It's a nice move by Carly Wilson. She's under a lot of pressure, made a nice spin off the body contact and just banks it off the... Hurst gives it left side to Sinclair. Sinclair gives it the shields over to Hurst now right side. Marino watching her. Put it up for three, Nat. No, team play. Gives it to Dalgleish. Dalgleish drives straight down into the paint. Pull up, jump shot. Rattles around but does drop. She's yeah. doing a good job. You know, Getting she's plenty confident. of confidence. Absolutely. She's confident. She's taking the opportunities when they come her way. And she's certainly not shy. Hayes gets a good move and uh, just waited for the defensive player to go past in transition and then puts it in off the glass. Right. 70 plays, 38 as Shields now goes back to Hurst. Inside to Lange. Lange kicks it back to Hurst. Goes back to Delgleish. Delgleish looks to go to Shields, then to Sinclair. In, out, in, out. The Cats really playing as Hurst. Well, gets the charge on Angela Bishop there as uh, I have to pull Michelle Hocking back down as she was cheering that move. <laughs> I'm just interested in Krista Hayes. She's, um, I haven't, did she play last season, Craig? No. I don't recall. She's from the States. I'm not sure whether they've actually brought her in as an import, but it appears that they have. She really hasn't produced much for them. <laughs> No, not at the moment. As, uh, Marino gives it to Henry, who's come into the game. Henry's downtown three-pointer, doesn't fall. Rebounded by Hayes. Gives it to Marino. Now for Wilson. Her three-pointer doesn't uh, work. 
once again, Hayes does the rebounding. Marino goes over the top, gives it to Wilson in the paint, and Wilson makes the two. 70 to 40, so it's back to a 30-point ball game. So Perth starting to uh, rebound now. Lange inside, gives it outside to Shields. Hurst must be the leader out there. She's the most experienced player at 102 games. Sinclair, shot goes up, air ball. Dalgleish tries to keep it in but just can't quite do it. Uh, I think Coach Graff must have realised, hold on, this is a bit... Uh, we, we, we need to get some uh, more experience out there. We'll put Beatty back out there as Shields has a sit-down. I don't think they're going to play Caitlin Cunningham. She no. suited up, but why no. not save her till tomorrow night? Well, that's right. She's still recovering from injury and, and what have you, so you know, you've got the luxury here of being able not to play her. Marino running around Hurst, gives it to Finnegan now, top of the arc. Lange just moving in on her. Oh, pass was not good. And Mel, Le, Michaela Dalgleish has locked it up there. It will be a caps ball from the side as she forces the jump ball on Hayes. Gives it inside immediately to Hurst, who works down the right wing. Lobs over the top to Beatty. Hand back to Hurst. Hurst just sits in the three-point circle. Uh, sorry, in the uh, free-throw circle and says, oh, I'll put one up. No one's here. Why not? It rattles out. Henry working it back down. Kicks a baseline for Cook, who's come into the game. And a nice little turnaround jump shot under pressure. Quick little shot, yeah. It's Hurst bringing it back down the court. Kicks it left side to Sinclair. Sinclair goes back to Beatty on the perimeter. Goes to Hurst who cuts towards the basket. Henry pulls her up. Hurst goes back forward and then puts it in. Step around from that. She's under a fair bit of pressure there from um, Narelle Henry. Want to see uh, Kylie Lange get some points here. As it goes into Finnegan, out to Hayes. Hayes jump shot from the top of the key. Right-hand side top of the key doesn't fall. And Dalgleish gives it immediately back to Hurst who puts the right thumb in the air to signify the play that they will be running now. Hurst now gets a good screen from Beattie. Hurst oh, tries to drive to the basket. Cook has uh, hit the floor. Hurst, I think, is going to be called for think, off the knee. I think, yeah, that's right. They've called it off the knee before there is any contact. Yep. As Marino now, Lange working her up. Buzzer beater. Does not drop, but it wasn't a bad effort from the backcourt. It was a long way from the backcourt. So. Marino putting the shot up. 30-point difference here with the Caps having run most of their bench, well, for six minutes of that quarter. That's right. You know, a big chunk of time out in the third quarter and, you know, it's 30 points. We're up to about 40, I think. So, you know, Perth brought it back a little bit, but not enough to really make any um, difference in the game. Natalie Love isn't here. Now, she's in the media guide as playing for the Perth Lynx this year. Is she not... Well, haven't haven't seen her so far this year on the um, score sheet, so maybe coming back from a bit of injury and just trying to work herself back into the program. Yeah. So it's always tough when you have got injuries at the beginning of the season to know whether, because the media guide is produced so early too, a lot of players who get signed late and might bump another player don't appear in the media guide too. So we haven't seen Natalie Love this season. Yeah, because she would add another dimension to their game as well. She did a reasonable job for them last season. so you And know, has a presence too. Absolutely, you know, and, and she's, she's limited in what she can do, but she does it well and she makes a solid contribution. So, you know, if you put a Natalie Love back in the group with a Deanna Smith, um, it gives them a little bit extra and you'd hope to see that happen in the next couple of weeks. That's the three-quarter time, Michelle. Well, one good thing is the Capitals have only got two more offensive boards in that quarter, so they've 
Uh, slow down that rate. Having said that, I don't think Abby Bishop was on the floor very much and she was doing a lot of the offensive rebounding. Uh, turnovers are still got 16 for the three quarters from Perth. And, you know, that's just too many turnovers in any game. And that's, that's something they'll have to address throughout the season. Capitals have got 19 assists. So that really, and what that reflects is the ability or, or the freedom and latitude that um, Perth are giving the Capitals by enabling them to just make easy feeds into the paint. Just an update here from Sydney Uni. It's Sydney Uni 67, Dandenong getting their first win of the season. So Sydney Uni 70, uh, sorry 67 going down to Dandenong 70 in uh, a slightly earlier game tonight in Sydney. In the early game it was Bulleen 83 defeating the AIS 64. Bulleen at the top of the ladder for the moment with 3-1. and one, But the Caps, well, their percentage going into this round was 139.8. And they lead by 30 points here coming into the final quarter. It is, it is starting lineups for both teams as Carly Wilson inbounds the ball to the back half, gives it to Melissa Marsh. Marsh now looking around, Bibby watching her closely, goes to Boyd. Boyd has Bishop knocking the ball out of her hand. She goes back and gets it, gives it back to Marsh. Marsh now with the kick over to Cook. Well, so, so Cook is in the game for Zoe Carr. So obviously O'Brien giving her some minutes. Oh, good steal by Marsh as Bishop's pass to Bevel Aqua was not a good one. Marsh now goes to Carr. What am I doing? Who's off the court? I can't pick it up. <laughs> it's over the top now to Wilson. Wilson, oh, tries to bang it in off the glass. Bishop gets the defensive rebound. Marino. And Marino's off the court. So, well, no surprise there, really. No, that's right. Bibby goes left side to Bishop on the perimeter. Goes to Bevel Aqua. Bevel Aqua lobs over the top. Finds the tall tower in Beattie, who goes left, right, and then... Has been fouled by. I think they'll call that on Cook there. Well, they no, they've Christine Boyd getting that foul. So an interesting one. That's off the ball. Hmm. So hmm. <laughs> very interesting indeed. Tracy Beatty, two or one hands this week. What are we going to say for the foul line? Two from Tracy this year. <laughs> it looks more confident with that second hand, but well, off hard off the iron. Coach Graff just doing some directing of the ABC uh, television crew there as well as Beattie goes for the second of the free throws. You'd and expect that the Capitals would play this starting group for a small um, period of time to start and then probably let their bench players play out this game. Mm. All right, and ABC now talking to Paul O'Brien. Not sure, uh, must be organised in the end of game interviews because they would be running late with uh, the AS bullying game going a bit late and then the, the uh, troubles they had at halftime. I would say it's expecting them to go straight over for interviews post-game. Bibby has the ball over into the corner, gives it to Bevelacqua who goes to Beatty. Abs all by herself in three-point territory nice right side. Pass. Tries a... Well, was that a pass or a shot? Yeah, no, definitely Bishop in a the pass. <laughs> definitely a pass. Benefit of the doubt. <laughs> okay, going to the captain. As the ball is over the baseline, tapped away by Perth. Abrams gets it straight in. It was the old Jackson play they went for that time. But unfortunately, Bibby just getting tripped as uh, the inbound pass came. She just pushed it over the baseline and turnover affected. Yeah, Tracy Beatty doesn't have quite the same level of athleticism that Lauren Jackson does, but certainly the size. Tough to miss out on an Opal squad. Tracy yeah, Beatty coming was. off such a big season and had an important role right throughout with uh, Lauren's injury. Oh, oh Zoe Carr. 
just backing into Kelly Abrams, put it to the ground, and Carr, well, you could read lips and it didn't take much of the English language to know what she said as she walked away there. Yeah. Abrams inbounds it from the baseline. Now it's Tully putting the left hand up with the thumb as she kicks right side to Kelly Abrams. Abrams now, oh, just fakes. Beatty just backing into Cook and reverses it over from Abrams to Beatty. Beatty's shot doesn't fall. And Marsh comes up with it. Marsh getting bumped by Abrams. That's got to be close. Close to a cross-court violation there. Give it the car back to Marsh. Back to Wilson now on the right wing. Wilson, 7 minutes 48 left to go in the game. She drives to the baseline. Her shot doesn't drop and that's just the night Perth are having. Bibby gets it from Beatty's rebound on the defensive end. Gives it to Abrams. Abrams jump shot on the baseline. 12 points. Good. Look, I think one of the things that Perth need to think about is their physical condition. They just look exhausted out on the floor there. And the whole game, they have not been able to compete up and down the floor for Capitals. And Abrams, four from eight now, shooting 50% for the game as Wilson puts it in at the other end. 75 plays 48. Oh, no, maybe 46. Bibby drives hard to the basket and called for the charge on Wilson. So Abby Bishop just points at Wilson and uh, and Bibby. And uh, Carly is absolutely laughing because she knew that her feet were in the air before Bibby touched her. Yeah, that's just a no call. That that was didn't impact on the play. You know, there was no real contact. Shot had gone. Possession had been turned over. There was no point blowing your whistle on that one. Marsh brings it over the half bounce pass to Wilson right side. Boyd is out there now. Gets a well, puts a screen, an ineffective screen because Carly Wilson went to the baseline and did it all herself because Boyd set up at the half side. And, you know, Carly's had to do most of it by herself tonight. So, um, you know, she's having a good game. She's under a lot of pressure and probably not up to the standards that we expect of her, but she's having a, a good game, all things considered. Bibby, pull-up jump shot just inside. The free throw line is good. Haven't seen much of that from Bibby tonight. We've seen it in previous games, but tonight she's been a little bit quieter. Oh, rejection from Tracy Beatty on Melissa Marsh, who got herself into a little bit of trouble by going under the basket. But Beatty just always there and about, and as we said before, unlucky not to be an Opal member, as Sinclair comes out for Bishop. Six minutes 23, and I'd say the changes are really going to start racking up as Bevilacqua gets subbed out for Hurst. Marino comes in for Perth. Bibby now goes, oh, left, right, pull-up jump shot, it's going to make it. When you just sit back through the defence that easily, you know it's going to fall. It's a nice crossover dribble from Bibby there. Marino brings the ball back, goes right side to Marsh. Marsh now over the top to Finnegan. Finnegan slapped away by Beatty. Going after it was Bibby, but Finnegan got a hand in it, tapped it over the sideline, slowing down the fast break. Caitlin Cunningham gets her first possession of the night as she uh, throws the ball back to uh, uh, the referee there. I just can't pick it. I can't flip the name. It's uh, Darren... Daryl Corcoran. Yeah, Daryl Corcoran, Drew Mead and Dan Johnson are the referees here tonight. As the Capitals lead, 79-48. Timeout being called, I think, by Coach Graff, in fact. Yeah, she did call this one, and I'm wondering whether they're going to come out and run something perhaps differently in defence, or maybe she particularly wants to look at some offensive sets that they might want to think about using tomorrow night against the... um 
bullying boomers. So, well, you do know, you want to do that when you know the bullying side of watching you tonight? Like, when you have to send them a tape, there's time for things to be lost. Edited out, though. <laughs> no one would do that, Craig. <laughs> no, look, I Former think you do. Former coach of the Canberra Capital. I, th- I, I think you do, you know. Like, um, it's an opportunity to actually get out there and try some stuff that you might want to experiment. It's not like it's, you know, grand final week or what have you. It's early in the season. You might want to play around with some sets. You might want to mix up your defence or something you might be thinking about throwing out tomorrow night in the game just to mix up the tempo or what have you. So now's a great opportunity to do that. You've got the luxury of the lead. You don't have to worry about the win-loss. Um, I'd do it. Yep. Maybe that's why I don't play, uh, coach anymore. <laughs> Perth, Fiddy, Beatty, Sinclair and Dalgleish come back to the floor for the Caps. Dalgleish dumps it over the top to Bibby who got it in the paint. Oh, loses the handle on it and Marsh comes up with it for Perth. Marsh, Boyd, Marino, they work it out amongst themselves, get out of the backcourt. Good defense. Uh, Hurst taking position. Marino has to outlet it to Wilson and Finnegan is the other player out there. Wilson backing into the paint. She oh, is a world champion, move. and yeah. that's the move you see from a world champion. That's right. I mean, she's showing her class tonight. She's just, you know, being consistent. Hasn't been a, you know, lighting it up, but has been consistently putting the Capitals under pressure and scoring when Perth really needed some scores. Hurst gives it to Dalgleish at the point. She puts it on the floor, kicks it left side, then to Sinclair. Sinclair over the top to Beatty. Beatty, well, that was a block shot by Marino. How did that happen? On the statue. It is indeed. Well, it's on mine. Hurst comes back. Three-point attempt off the side. Lucky to hit the <laughs> ring in It out of the hand, that one, did it? <laughs> Marino will bring it back for Perth as the Caps lead. 79 to 50. Four minutes and 49 seconds left to go, and we've still got a couple of starters out there, Michelle. Wilson in the paint, goes back, gets her own rebound and puts it back in. Yeah, but that... Uh, I guess you've got to pay some respect to your opposition. Well, that's true, and you Bibby. know, maybe it's about giving some of the younger players a bit of experience and leadership on the court. Bibby Hurst, I would have thought they'd be in there now, though. Dow Gleish has shown she has got potential at this level. Oh, oh Bibby puts it on a foot again. Well, no, no, it was Bevel Aqua last time that did oh. that. And Wilson now, she's having to do it all herself. She's at the three-point arc, bounce pass into Finnegan, and Finnegan makes the two. So I think that might be her first points for the game. I'll tell you in a sec. It is. She's one from two now. Four minutes left to go in the game. Dalgleish in the left, right corner. Goes to Beatty. Beatty kicks it out to Bibby. She's downtown a bit, so goes to Dalgleish, back to Beatty. Beatty's oh. shot, banks it in off the glass on the second rebound. That was a nice soft move in the paint from Tracy Beatty, and she made a good space to the perimeter, which opened up some space for her to move. 81-54, 3 minutes 30 seconds, as Marsh has the ball in the hand on the left side. Sinclair tried to knock it away from Boyd, and she's going to be called for the foul. The good news here, as I look at the foul count up there, Beatty's only got one. It's the third personal on Peter Sinclair, but that's good because it means she's got minutes out there to get them. <laughs> right. Kylie Lange coming in now, along with Kira Shields for Bibby and also Beatty. That's the entire bench sitting, um, oh, sorry, the entire bench on the floor and all the starters are now seated. Yep. And with three minutes, 30 seconds, you'll think they'll play it out. Yes. yes Caitlin I think Cunningham so. <laughs> just listening to Coach Graff talking to her bench. Beatty getting a bit of an instruction of in the paint. She didn't do something right there. But I don't think Coach Graff is completely upset. Del Gleish using a body quite nicely as Bartlett's out there for Perth. 
11 seconds left on the shot clock. Sinclair all day to set up for that three, and it's all there. Peter's showing that she can do it from inside and outside tonight. Just to make the defence think about her a bit more. Marino brings the ball down the left wing. Hurst tries to get it away from her. Goes to Boyd at the top of the key. Right side to Wilson. Bounce past the Bartlett in the paint. Shot is, uh, well, defence is good, but unfortunately for the Caps, it was Finnegan getting in there, getting the rebound oh, and going out. This. Quick break, fast transition. Dow Gleesh has the shot rejected by Boyd. Marino's going to come up, taps it over the top. Wilson, Lange gets in front of her and uh, puts enough of pressure on that the shot doesn't drop. Sinclair kicks it out in front of Hurst. Lucky Hurst got wheels. She runs <laughs> that one down before the sideline. Goes around the arc, gives it to Lange. Lange will be looking for a shot here as she will be the only player not to score tonight on the Capitals roster that has got on court. I hasten to add with Cunningham not playing as yet. Hurst having to run down the clock. Hurst puts up the shot on the buzzer. Oh, it's there. Nice, nice, nice. She'll be feeling good about that one. <laughs> 86 plays 56. 20, uh, 2 minutes 12 left to go in the game as Boyd backs it into Shields. But the shot doesn't drop. Bartlett gets the rebound, gives it out to Marino. And Shields and Sinclair work it out. But Shields kicks it to Marino. Marino drives into the paint. The shovel shot comes up. It doesn't drop. And Shields will get her first personal foul. That's just a little bit of inexperience from Kira Shields. She's not anticipating how the defence might read that. Telegraphed her pass a little bit. So. Shields and Hayes wants to come into the game. Hayes coming in for Finnegan as Boyd sits down. Zoe Carr and Hayes in. 86 plays, 56. And Marino, first one rattles out. Second free throw for Marino, sorry. I was just going to say, Perth are looking really tired tonight and I think if they're going to play against the AS tomorrow night and they're not physically in condition to be able to go with them, the Institute are going to run all over them. Hurst brings it down, inside out, goes through Sinclair, Lange out to Del Gleish, Del Gleish at the elbow right side, goes down to Shields, Shields using a body, can't get the shot to drop, Wilson doing it on the offensive rebound in, her stats are going to be huge Wilson, Marino tries the shovel shot, doesn't go, and Kylie Lange gets the rebound, Lange hands off to Hurst, Hurst now brings it down the right wing, setting up on the right side is Sinclair, she goes back to Lange. Lange quickly onto Dalgleish. Pumps it inside to Hurst at the baseline. She backs away. Then goes back to Dalgleish. Dalgleish takes on Marino. Kicks it to Lange. He goes around. Sinclair for three. Air ball. Hurst comes back with it. Turn around. Jump shot on the buzzer again. Coach Graff is looking at her bench and just going, I don't believe it. That's right. I mean, that's, you know, fundamental error. You do not allow a player to just walk in there and pick up that sort of shot. Carly um, Wilson takes on the Caps. Shot doesn't fall. Hayes comes back with it and has got Shields on a second personal foul. Could go to Dalglish, could go to Shields. Going to go to Shields. So her second personal. Yeah, and, you know, that's, once again, that's about learning how to use your body. She's only young, Kira Shields. I think she's about 16 or so, and you can see that she's going to be a good size but she's um, very slight and uh, get bumped around quite a bit in the National League at this stage but it's good for her to get the time to be able to actually experience the sort of the physical level that the game is played at at the National League. That's one of the things that when young players come into the league struggle with the most is the actual speed and physical nature of the game. 
Hayes makes the second, and it's 88, plays 58. Still that 30-point advantage to the capital. Shields gets the ball in her hands now. Goes left side to Hurst. Hurst thinking about the three over Marino. Goes instead to Lange. Lange kicks it out to Shields again, who gives it to Sinclair. Sinclair just directing Shields to go to the baseline. Rejected by Hayes. Lange puts up the shot. Goes for it and doesn't make it. Shields trying to do the rebounding. Hayes comes up with it. She goes to ground. She's going to have to give it off to Bartlett as she picks herself up. Bartlett runs down the right wing. Sinclair watching her. Now goes to Wilson. Wilson, 20 seconds left in the game. Caps 88. And Perth 50, well 60 now as Zoe Carr makes one in off the glass. Hurst, what can she do? You want to give it to Lange at this stage. 12 seconds left. You know that she wants to get a score. Give it to the 32. Nat Hurst takes them on. Goes herself. Banks it in with four seconds left. She's the go-to player. Is that a timeout being called by Coach Graff? Obviously just wants to uh, play a four-second play. (laughs) The the Caps bench, Tracy Beattie, is just going up there and saying, you are the luckiest girl in the defence job, WNBL. And I'm sure Natalie will be saying, back to no, no, it's all skill. Well, she be going trace four championships. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, I guess Grappy might be talking to the girls here about the last four seconds, perhaps running a, a particular play, mind you, and that score it means it's a first ball on the baseline, so they've got to get position. Am I right? Yes. yes. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, how demoralising for Perth to have to go into this timeout with four seconds to go. And, you know, you've got the ABC cameras in there. And you look at the body language. Does anyone, doesn't, they don't look too interested down there, to be honest. But, um, you know, they'll be, they've got to walk out of here tonight and they have got to really regroup and focus on tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's their opportunity to, um, you know, come out and redeem themselves in some way. Yeah, interesting, just some of the times, even at three-quarter time, there was big minutes being played by girls who are getting very tired and have a six o'clock game tomorrow night. That's right, that's exactly right. Perth are going to get the ball from the side here. Not sure why. It was a it was a bucket, but no, all right, we'll play this. Zoe Carr wants to get the ball in. Four seconds left. The Caps looking for the steal. Goes to Marino. Marino kicks it to Wilson for a downtown three. Hits the iron. And the Caps have won it. 90 points to 60 in the end. The Caps with the victory. And looking at the stats straight up. Well, it was a game where 45.7% from the field, the Caps. 35.3 35.3 from the three-point line, uh, from the three-point arc, is a good sign there. With a field, not bad. Field goals, 35.3% for Perth and uh, 25% for three-pointers. So they're not bad stats. It's when you get down lower. That's right. When you look at what's happened in the second chance points, which is just stuff around, you know, giving the Capitals too many offensive rebounds. Bench points, 41 points from the Canberra Capitals bench tonight, which is a great sign. They had a lot more minutes tonight, but they were also looking like reasonable offensive uh, threats out there on the floor. Um, I just think, you know, I'm a little disappointed in some of the Perth group, to be quite honest. You would have expected Melissa Marsh to have a bigger impact on the game, and she didn't. She really didn't do a whole lot tonight. Um, Marino, you would have hoped that she would have taken a a leadership role out there, and I didn't see that from her. 
uh, you know, Carly Wilson was good. I thought Zoe Carr was good in the minutes that she got, but I'm, I, I thought she might have played a bit more. I don't know if she's just, um, you know, maybe a little injured or something we don't know about. And, you know, you have to make, I guess, um, you have to think about whether at some point during the game Paul decided, well, hang on a second, tonight's over. I've got to think about tomorrow night. And, and he might have been playing some games there. I'm not entirely sure, but... Well, Abby Bishop is certainly a double-double for her. 17 points, 12 rebounds. So, a solid effort there. Um, Michaela Dalgleish, two points... That's uh, right, eight points, two rebounds. Not bad. I'm just sort of scanning through, but, uh, well... Point scorers. Natalie Hurst, top-scoring with 18 points. Yeah. 17 to Abby Bishop. Then it's uh, 13 points to Jessica Bibby. 10 to Kelly Abrams and 7 to Tracy Beatty. Great sign when your bench is scoring. What are the bench points here? Do we have 40, those? 41, 41 bench points. That's 41 fantastic. Points. Yeah, that's great. Compared that's really to 16. Great. That's right. And, um, you know, and, and such a nice even spread through the group there if you look at the scoring spread. So that's good to see. It is. We'll speak to the coaches next here on sportradio.com.au. This is the Canberra Capitals Radio Network. Graffa Hurt's a good way to go into a bullying match tomorrow night with plenty of minutes on the bench and Caitlin still to come into the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I didn't expect it to blow out like it did. I mean, I was, you know, hopeful that we could get a good win and get everyone into the game, but, um, you know, to, to open up a lead that early like we did, it, yeah, I don't think it's credit to our team. They really, you know, our goal right now is to get better every game and, and every practice, and I think we did that tonight. You know, we weren't happy with the way we'd rebounded the ball in the past two contests, and I think we dominated the glass tonight particularly in that first half, and that set the game up for us. I think our, our defensive pressure continues to be our trademark, and, and that's exciting. You know, we can run off that and, and really wear teams down. And, you know, I think Abby Bishop showed wonderful signs at the start of the game, you know, and then off our bench, she, you know, Sinclair was tough, Natty Hurst was huge for us tonight, and, and proved that she's a rotation player. You know, she's, she's a, a legitimate part of our rotation. I think that's exciting for this team. Kira Shields getting her first points in the defence jobs WNBL, knowing that she's only going to get a couple of opportunities before you have uh, Donna and also Jackie coming in. That's important for her development. And Michaela Dalgleish, she's showing that she's a genuine bench player. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, these are games where they get opportunities and you get to see what they can do. I mean, you're right, I think Macca did a great job coming in, hit a couple of big shots. You know, it took a little while to feel her rhythm, but she can knock the ball down and she, she works hard. You know, she's a great chemistry kind of player that's new to the squad and I think, you know, she showed we can throw her in and she can she can hold her own and, and as you say, it's always exciting when a rookie can, you know, a young kid that was, you know, Kira Shields was 10 when we won our first championship and, and watched us on telly and here she is running around with us to see her get a bucket and the bench get all excited for it. You know, they're the warm fuzzies that you get when, when your young kids can get in and play. Kylie Lange this year in a team that had been defensively a little bit soft in the first two games. Kylie Lange's had three good defensive games for her. Yeah, she has. And look, we would have liked to play more tonight, but she's been crook all week with an ear infection and, and you know, she hasn't practiced. She played it, practiced a little bit last night, but, you know, we saved her tonight. It, you know, it's a chance for everyone else to play and we need her tomorrow night. You know, tomorrow's, you know, it's going to be an even better test. We thought this one would be a test, but we're looking forward to Bulleen tomorrow night. Good luck for that. Thank you. Natalie Hurst, top scorer tonight, 18 <laughs> points. And, uh, well, Michelle was thinking maybe you were pulling them out from places that no one's seen. Um, I think Graffy asked me at the end where the hell I was pulling them from. So, yeah, I don't know. You tuck it up and then they <laughs> it happened to drop. So I was lucky. It was happening for the Caps tonight. Yeah, like we got off to an early lead and I think we went into a bit of cruise mode. But, look, we had a big lead. So we could afford to, you know, get off benches having a go. And, yeah. 
bullying tomorrow night. That's important because uh, the bench getting so many minutes, it means everyone has a, a chance to be refreshed. That's it. Well, we want to, you know, we want to keep our main core players fresh. So if we can get these games like this where we can play the bench, you know, the night before, then they'll be fresh for tomorrow. Well, good game tonight, and hopefully you can back it up tomorrow. Thank you. Kira Shields, first points in the Defence Jobs WNBL, and you're getting some good minutes out here now, getting some confidence, I guess. Yeah, no, oh, it was so much fun going off, and I know so many people in the crowd, it was like, well, oh, it was such a good feeling scoring. <laughs> you have so many, uh, so many capitals that have parents and relatives that are yeah. cannons. Yeah, no, it's really good how it's sort of, it's really like camera based, how a really sort of local team but at the same time like awesome and professional and topping the league. No, it's really good. And for yourself, has Coach Graff suggested how long you get to uh, keep playing? Um, I don't know. I assume it's till the WNBA people come in and then we can only see that 12, but I don't know, I still hope maybe if I do even better next time. Making the most of it whilst you all the best for tomorrow night. Thank you very much. Look, Tully Belzalek, where it's not bad when you can just uh, watch the bench pull up 41 points for you. Oh, it's awesome. You know, it's great to have games when the whole team can get out on the floor and, you know, and when we when we play teams that we know we can we can get that rotation going, then, you know, we, we just... We, you just go out there, put all your energy out there for a few minutes and we get the subs going and it just, just shows that we've got just as much confidence in our bench as we have with the starting pass. What's it like when you're going up against the team you used to captain? Um, I mean, it's always mixed reactions against former teams, but, you know, they're a great group of girls um, and I know most of them, but once you get on the court, they're the opposition, so, you know, you show no mercy and then after the game we can all... You know, sit down and have a chit chat. You can't have a drink because you've got Pauline tomorrow night. That's right. No, we, um, we're professionals and uh, big game tomorrow night. So, yeah, Pauline knocked off Adelaide last week and uh, obviously got some, got some form coming into the game. So we just have to make sure we lock down on defense. Good luck for that. Thank you. McCarley Wilson, it's a tough night tonight. Just nothing could go right. You couldn't get into the set. The team just didn't click. Yeah, look, what do you say about a game like tonight? We were exceptionally bad, but we have to give credit to Canberra because they were all over us. They, they were the ones forcing us out of our offense. They were the ones who were running the ball and getting the easy ones. You know, like, I'd love to just say that it was us playing bad, but I think they really made us play bad because they played so well. I uh, asked tomorrow night, and you have to regroup quickly. That's right. I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the real test of character is waiting to see, you know, you have a bad game like this to see how you can bounce back and that's the beauty of basketball because you know we've got another shot at it tomorrow and we can redeem ourselves so hopefully we'll do that. Good luck for that. Thank you. Well Paul I guess nothing went right tonight and how do you react to that to back well, up tomorrow night? Well the, the bottom line is is we go out and we, we look at the game and we say okay we've been smashed on the boards we have got to do a better job the points off rebounds tonight okay we're 24 to 10 now that effectively, they've caned us. You know, we've ta- they have taken 26 offensive rebounds to 14. Okay, they've killed us on our own glass. So that's absolutely disappointing. They've killed us on our own glass. Okay, like turnovers hurt us in the first quarter. We had nine turnovers in the first quarter, and then we had a total of eight for the rest of the game. Look after the ball, you're going to do a lot better. We had one turnover in the last quarter, we had three turnovers in the third. So the difference is, you look at it and you say, we didn't execute. We didn't execute, and as a consequence of that, we were disappointing. Okay? Really. How do you turn around now when you've got a game in less than well, you, you go back to your processes, you go back and say, these are the things we've got to get right tomorrow. You have to get these things right tomorrow. With the times that your girls 
had to spend, a, or you, certainly your starters had to spend a lot of time on the floor. Is there a management issues there that you, could cost you tomorrow night? No, I don't think so. I just we had to stay at the same time on the court last week, and we had to travel to Sydney from Townsville. So no, I don't think so. Well, all the best for that. Thank you. Interesting to hear what the players and the coaches had to say following a slaughter by any measure. 92-60. Michelle, your thoughts looking at the stats now. Well, look at this one. 60 rebounds for the game for the Canberra Capitals to 32. I mean, A, any team getting 60 boards in a game is a great effort, but to out-rebound a team by 28 boards is just uh, not good enough. And, you know, getting 26 offensive boards in a game, game over, game over. So, But, you know, um, I guess positives for Perth, Carly Wilson. <laughs> I'm struggling to find much else, and I would imagine that... Um, how happy are... How happy are... Perth Lynx, that her boyfriend plays for the Perth, <laughs> <laughs> the Perth Wildcats. That's right. They got okay. Shelley Hammonds, and I don't think I don't think Shelley ever played as good as she is in the Perth side. Now, whether that's something about her or whether that was something about the program she was in, I don't know. But Carly Wilson is in the same situation as Shelley Hammonds last year, right now, and she is definitely the star. Well, she is, but I think. It's difficult to play, um, how can I put this, I think the difference is that Carly Wilson has a few more players with a little bit more experience around her, so that takes a little bit more pressure off, whereas Shelley didn't have much sitting around her at all, so um, it makes it a much um, more difficult um, road for, for that sort of player, but you know, I think, and Carly has probably got a bit more experience when Shelley went there as a National League player, she basically come out of the... Oh, no, she'd had some time in, in Sydney. Had she had time in Sydney? She had yep, time, had she time had, in yeah. Sydney, yeah. Apologise. But so, you know, different different program, um, different coach, all those things come into play. Yeah. Well, uh, tonight, what do we look for when we see bullying tomorrow? Well, I think bullying will be a much tougher game. I think, you know, that um, you've got... Cheryl Chambers has always got a good, solid group to put on the floor. You've got um, some guards with some experience and leadership... Co- um, capability in Milner um, Deanne Butler, I hope she's back to full strength after some injuries that plagued her towards the end of last season um, you've got you know Holly Grimer um, sitting in the paint to go up against our big guys and you know they're just bullying are a, a well, usually a well drilled organised um, team that are you know are mature in the way that they play the game and they're um, well coached by Cheryl Chambers she always seems to get the maximum out of her group so I think tomorrow night, both of tomorrow night's games will be a much better basketball night than tonight has been and um, I'd expect it to be a nice tough contest between the Boomers and the Canberra Transact Capitals tomorrow night. It is Caps favoured going into that game after a 30 point win tonight I'm saying the AIS are favourites coming up against the Perth Lynx who uh, if, if ever a team will respond you would have to think that it is going to be tonight and you heard from coach Paul O'Brien in that post game interview and I am sure that he will have that team ready to play tomorrow night because he will not want to be 0-5 at the end of this weekend. Absolutely not. And I think the uh, you know the AIS are a very good chance tomorrow night. The thing that um, stands out for me about the Perth unit is that they just physically 
look tired. And you know, I don't know if they've travelled today. I certainly hope they haven't. I certainly hope they came in yesterday. But physically just getting up and down the floor, they could not match it with the Capitals tonight. Come up against the AIS when you've got 15-year-old legs running around all night and they're well-conditioned because they're you know, in, the, in the training hall day in, day out. Um, if they can't keep up physically with that group, then the AIS will just run all over the top of them. Well, it's all on tomorrow night when the Caps play Bulleen, the AAS up against the Perth Lynx. We'll have it for you all on sportradio.com.au. On behalf of Michelle Hogging, I'm Craig Ravel, wishing you a very good evening.